You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! A goodbye baseball! Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Pretty exciting times, wouldn't you say? Uh, since we last spoke, the Mariners have now broken out the mini brooms and swept aside the Angels. Seven and one now on the season are the Mariners. Pretty remarkable. This is going to be a very fun podcast. So we have highlights and reaction from the last two ball games. Uh, Ryan Roland Smith and I are going to chat about this Mariners start. Uh, we recorded it before the game yesterday, just for context, but. Hopefully you'll enjoy the conversation. You will love the Mike Trout story. I can guarantee you that. Uh, two Mike Trout stories, actually, from Ryan Roland Smith. One regarding his autograph and one regarding the time he got to face him. So you'll like that. Also, Omar Narvaez, a guest of Shannon Dreyer. So that comes up as well. So we have a jammed full podcast here as the Mariners just continue to win. Coming into the game yesterday... It had kind of been, and we'll talk about that with Ryan coming up, it kind of been a very, I don't know, a very similar script. Mariners have beaten up the starters for other teams. Coming into yesterday, an 11.20 ERA from opposing starters, 11 homers allowed. Meanwhile, Mariners starters, a 3.72 ERA, 5 homers allowed. The Mariners had a lead after the fourth inning in every single game this year. Of course, their only loss came late. Uh, so, you know, we've seen a lot of errors. We've seen a lot of homers. But generally, they've been kind of the same sorts of wins, the same sorts of ball games. And it was no different two days ago, first game of the series against the Angels. They got that good starting pitching. Felix was solid. The windup and the one-two. Swing and a miss. Went after a breaking ball down and away for strike three, and that will retire the side. Strikeout number four for Felix Hernandez, and they love it down there in the left field corner in Kings Court. A lot to like about that one. Defense didn't necessarily help out Felix Hernandez along the way. Mariners for the ball game commit four errors in the ball game. Felix, though, solid. Five and a third, seven hits. Three runs, just one earned, no walks, and four strikeouts. And this game again, I mean, the the offense was enormous. Four runs in the first inning. The 0-1 pitch to Tim. Swing and a line drive, base hit, left center field. Here comes Santana on the score. Ronnie second, and for third, Narvaez. He's going to be waved in. The ball gets on by Goodwin. The throw home is cut off. The relay to the plate, not in time. Santana scores. So does Narvaez. Tim Beckham with a two-out, two-run double into the gap in left center field between Goodwin and Trout. 
And the Mariners now lead the Angels 4 to nothing here in the bottom of the first. Angels would make it a one-run ball game. They would push three across, but Jay Bruce has been swinging a hot stick. There's your one. There's a drive deep right center field. That baby's way out of here. Jay Bruce, his third home run in as many days. A two-run jack, and the Mariners have a 6-3 lead over the Angels. Oh, did he torture that one right down the pipe, and he was all over it. Bullpen, too, outstanding in this one. Bradford, Ross Cup, Brennan, Elias combined to not give up a run, so they finish it off three and two-thirds, just one walk, one strikeout along the way. So the Mariners take game one of the series against the Angels, and that would lead us to game two yesterday. And, man, Marco Gonzalez was outstanding. The pitch to Borges. Swinging a broken bat, ground ball to third. Right there, Healy toss across, and it's in time to get Borges. And that's it for the Angels in the top of the eighth. What a performance by Marco Gonzalez through eight. He's given up only one. Gave up a run in the second inning. That was it. He locked down the Angels, tried to complete it. We'll get to that in just a second. Angels had a one nothing lead going to the sixth inning against the Mariners. That's when Mitch Hanniger came through. Here comes a 3-2 pitch. Here it is. Pitch swung on. Line drive. Base hit left field. Tie ball game in 1-1. Mitch Hanniger coming up big. Digging for two. And he is in sliding safely. Borges did not hustle after that base hit. And a 1-1 game here in the bottom of the sixth. So Mariners tied up 1-1. It would go to the eighth. Cahill was Really good for the Angels as well. He went six, just giving up that one run. Bullpen on, Garcia in. Daniel Vogelback, who wasn't in the original starting lineup, and Carnacion was scratched right before the ball game. Vogelback inserted into that spot. He had already doubled in the ball game previously, and it he would come through with a monster blast the other way. The stretch and the 2-2 on the way. Swing and a fly ball deep to left center field. Trout going back, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Daniel Vogelback, his first home run of the season. Into the pen in left center field. And opposite field. Home run for Daniel Vogelback. Gives the Mariners a 2-1 lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. 2-1 lead in the eighth remarkable marco gonzalez came back for the ninth to try and finish this one off but couldn't do it as the angels really started to threaten in the ninth inning they really put the pressure on marco wasn't able to finish the deal here's how it played out a fly out to center to start the inning then trout would walk you know never a bad idea in a one-run ball game simmons though a base hit to left center so trout to third runners on the corners and here comes Swarzak. Welcome to the Mariners as he makes his first appearance in a Mariners uniform. He would strike out Albert Pujols on a brilliant pitch, breaking a ball outside that he swings through. And then facing Jonathan Lucroy, it took a nice pitch from Swarzak. It took a really nice play from Gordon. Now the stretch and the 2-1 pitch. 
Delucroix on the way, swinging the ground ball right side. D. Gordon to his left. He's got him up, Alex on the first. In time, and the ball game is over. The Mariners hang on and win it. Two to one. D. Gordon way to his left. Got to it, contorted his body. Got off the throw just in time to get Lucroy for the final out of the ball game. Mariners sweep the Angels in the brief two-game series. They start the year seven and one, their best start in franchise history. Yeah, that's pretty great. Seven and one, <laughs> the Mariners have started this season, which we all predicted. Uh, yeah. What a start. And what I find remarkable, Mariners win four in a row, all four games saved by a different reliever. I mean, that. I mean, maybe it's happened. It's probably happened at some point, but that seems so rare. What are the chances? Four different relievers saving four wins in a row on four consecutive days. But that's where we're at. Mariners sweep the Angels. They get the win. Marco Gonzalez after the game, after his brilliant outing, had a lot to say about the Mariners' win and his outing. Skipper comes to you in the eighth inning, and you're staying in there. Yeah, um, he came down to me in the tunnel, and um, you know, we had a discussion, and basically it ended with me saying I want it. And uh, he kind of took a, sec- a couple seconds, looked me in the eyes, and made the decision to say it's your game. So there was no doubt in my mind that I – I had that most confidence to go out there and finish it. This outing, you've said in your first few, a little bit off here, a little bit off there. What was today? Just trusting my stuff, just trying to be confident, um, attacking early and putting guys away early, quick outs. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that Cahill was kind of taking it to us, so I wanted to get our guys in and get some more at-bats. So I was just trying to think about, you know, getting our guys some tempo on the offense, too. Gets the one over the wall. went through your mind there? Bogey? Bogey. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was loud. Um, I was down under for that one, and I sprinted up. And, um, you know, that, that guy's just built for those moments. You know, he's clutch, and um, he knows that this entire clubhouse is behind him with that, too. How intense was the conversation when you said, I got it? We, we know how you are. So. I mean, I mean, it's between me and Skip. Um, but his he wanted to go one way, and I wanted to go the other. And, uh we talked for a second, and it came out that I was going out. He, he's put a lot of responsibility on you, and you've asked for the responsibility. Yeah. Is that part of that, though, that when you have this conversation that he listens to you on this? I think so, um, and I never had a doubt. There wasn't, a, you know, coming in from the eighth, there I didn't let my mind go to the fact that I could be pulled. So um, I think he saw that. He saw that I was ready, and uh, and I, I don't think he was expecting that answer from me. And normally I'd be like, okay, but tonight I, I really wanted it. Seemed like you really had command of all your pitches tonight. Is that the best you've had this year? Being able to just put the ball where you wanted it. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Change it. Change it better. Yeah. Everything. Everything. (laughs) It was one of those magical days where, um, you know, and you feel it in the bullpen, but you try not to be too optimistic about it. You just want to stay the same. But I definitely felt the difference today Um, when I when I was in the bullpen. It was was easier to to do what I wanted with the ball, and uh, and I just I was fortunate to carry that into the game. I can't think off the top of my head if you've had the kind of zero by zero matching with the other starter. But when did it kind of come into your head and? Okay, let's get them out there as fast as we can. I mean, right after they scored, I think um, I, in my mind that was all they were going to get. So 
um, I just was saying to myself, you know, I need to I need to have these guys back right here. Um, and I tried to come off the field with a little intensity, fire some guys up, and, and just get some things rolling because um, this offense, when it clicks, is dangerous. Well, that's the first time we've ever seen this attack pitch in person. Is that the first time you've seen him pitch? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was... Um, frightening and, and amazing all, all in one all in one moment. So, um, but uh, you know, for him to get the, come in and get the job done, and uh, you know, being with us the first day with the team, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, the defense has had some trouble the first few games. They were pretty crisp behind you. I think so. Um, you know, and that's just a tribute to guys. You know, Healy and. Um, guys like Jay, I mean, guys just putting in the work. I mean, everybody wants to make each other better here, and I think that's what makes this group really special is that if there's a mistake, a miscue, we're going to get back on it and put in the work to, to fix it. Yeah, I think the Mariners scored 21 runs in Marco's first two starts, so didn't get a whole wealth of offensive support behind him in this one, but he did uh, just a brilliant outing, only giving up one run. Mariners win. Here's Scott's service. Yeah, those two to one games. Uh, we're not used to those. Uh, we're used to banging it around the ballpark. But uh, what a, what an outing uh, for Marco Gonzalez. Uh, really, you know, was on top of his game. Certainly, obviously, it's, it's the best he's thrown so far. But he had all of, all of his pitches working. Uh, really good game plan uh, up and down their lineup tonight, and uh, you know, just so efficient. You know, you're looking at it. It's 88 pitches. You know, we get the big Vogie home run, and uh, you know, he really wanted to get back out there, and we had a. Uh, lengthy discussion <laughs> and I think it, there comes a time you got to trust your guys and you know I want to do that and find out if he can finish and uh, you know so uh, you know, Swarzak certainly uh, getting him back tough spot to put him in and he really stepped up certainly he's a veteran guy he's been around he's been in those spots before and he's going to keep grinding and keep making pitches and and got got it uh, got us you know past the finish line there but a heck of a ball game heck of a homestand really uh, you know coming off the Japan trip and nobody really really knowing uh, I think in Seattle uh, let alone you know around the country you know what this team's about and uh, it's going to be a fun summer uh, there are going to be some ups and there's going to be some downs but uh, we have a group of guys that really enjoy playing together and that's what stands out right now but you know we'll keep rolling and uh, you know we're going to have to do a little bit more offensively on the road trip but uh, you're going to have to win a lot of different ways and tonight we found a way how about your defense tonight defense was solid tonight <laughs> key to the ball game really uh you know you got to make the plays and certainly you know, after three left-handed pitchers in our rotation so there's going to be a lot of action on the left side of the infield i thought healy played a great game tonight uh, made some some tough plays uh he was accurate with his throws and it really was the key to the ball game it kept the pitch the pitch count in, in a really good spot so marco could get deep was the, uh, what was the conversation like there? <laughs> i mean we know how fiery he can be what was your point and what was his point you know, uh, Marco had done such a great job to get us to that point. And, uh, you know, if, if we had a designated closer, I would have handed the ball to the closer. Uh, you know, you asked your starter to, to go so far and, and carry the load. He did. You know, we've been kind of mixing and matching and trying to make it work down there. And uh, my first reaction was to, to take him out. You know, he had done his job, and uh, he quickly uh, let me know he did not agree with that decision, uh, which often guys, times, you know, guys do. But he still had some pitches to work with. So, uh, you know, we let it roll with it. Again, that's one thing, too, is a starter. you got to learn how to finish, you know, and getting those opportunities. They're few and far between in today's game. Why not? You know, ran him out there, and you look up. Now it's first and third. And, uh, you know, it ended great in our favor. It could have gone the other way. But, again, just trying to find out about guys and and uh, when you're in that spot, sometimes you got to let them go and 
you know, I'm really glad Swarzak got out of it. I would hate to see Marco lose that ball game if the way he threw. So many first pitch strikes from him, and he was just in attack mode, it seemed. Really, really was uh, just dominant all night, all the pitches. You know, maybe not quite as many curveballs as we've seen out of him, but the changeup was really good, a lot of good cutters. Uh, you know, and then they had him in swing mode because he was throwing so many strikes. So he can do that. You know, it's a, it's a crafty lefty, but uh, he's really he's, he's a tough nut. He's got a little bulldog in him, and uh, we certainly saw that come out tonight. Bogey wasn't even in the lineup for you until Edwin got scratched to come in with a double and a, and a homer to, to lead the way on a night where you weren't getting all that much contact. Bogey had a great night, obviously, and, and um, you know, I had some. Fogey, you know, he wants to, to get out there and contribute and be a big part of this team, you know, offensively. And, you know, had some good conversations with him. He's going to pick his spots, and, and he's in a good spot mentally, and he's ready to go. So it was no big deal when I told him today that, uh, you know, uh, later after during the BP, Edwin wasn't feeling great. Um, you're in there, take it, run with it. I got it, Skip. And he certainly did have it. Uh, he smoked that ball left center field. You don't see balls go out of the ballpark on that trajectory here. Um, and he killed it. It was We needed it. And timing's everything, and big night for Vogue. What's uh, Edwin's situation? Uh, Edwin had a little uh, soreness in, in his wrist, uh, just something he felt last night late in the game, turned BP, it was kind of bugging him today, and uh, he was good to go, and I said, no, it's too early. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll pull you out and put Vogue in there, and you know, Vogue stepped up. That's what it takes, you know, put winning streaks together and, and hot streaks, you need everybody contribute, and tonight was Vogue, and, you know, some help from Marco. Good ball game. Hey, Bob, you put a lot of responsibility on Marco this year uh, to allow him to do that or to have that conversation a year ago. You probably don't even have that conversation with him to you or well, certainly he came so far last year from where he was early in, in April to kind of getting on that great run through May and June. And, and you know, he earned it. He earned the right uh, to, to be that guy. And uh, certainly he earned the right to go back out there for the ninth inning tonight. So I really don't have a problem with, with guys. I want guys to be passionate about it and want the ball and argue with me. And sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. Uh, that's That's my call as the manager. But I uh, really played in. We've been running our bullpen pretty hard, and I was trying to see if he could he could finish it and thought it was worth a shot. Swarzak falls behind 2-0 right out of the gate, and see him battle through that as well in his, his first outing for you had to be nice. Yeah, it's, it's a veteran, veteran pitcher that, that isn't going to give in. He's going to keep grinding through it, and uh, he made pitches. Uh, you know, that's really the first time I've ever seen Swarzak throw. That's <laughs> crazy as it sounds. And he's in there first and third. And, you know, the game's on the line. I saw him throw maybe five pitches in his first bullpen when he got down in, in Arizona after kind of rehabbing the shoulder. So, again, got to trust our people. Their people said he was ready to go and he can contribute right away. So, fire him out there. It wasn't exactly the way I had it mapped out tonight. Uh, I think we had it mapped in there pitching about the seventh inning tonight. But you never know. You got saves from four different guys in four days. Yeah, what's that say about the versatility of these guys? It's just the way we're going to roll. And I think, guys, uh, you know, if I'm a bullpen guy come to the ballpark, you just, just never know when I'm going to pitch. But they're out-getters. There are no really defined roles here. They're, they're there to get outs and just try to put them in the best spots where they can make, have success. And, you know, we got guys, they're learning, you know. And, and when they see a guy like Swarzak come in and what he does, that helps Matt Festa and that helps Bradford and these other guys to see how he handles those situations. So we'll continue to roll with it. Uh, it's working right now. I would say so. Seven and one, greatest start in franchise history. So now the Mariners will take on the White Sox. Off day tomorrow, travel day. Off to Chicago tomorrow. Meanwhile, Chicago and Cleveland, they're going to play Cleveland and Corey Kluber coming up tomorrow. So right now the White Sox, one and three as you listen to this. We'll see what happens tomorrow. 
Uh, coming up on Thursday, day baseball, it's the home opener for the White Sox. An 11-10 first pitch from Chicago. Scheduled, the weather's not going to be outstanding. So hopefully we'll get Thursday and Friday's an off day. So in case Thursday's bad, the home opener will be shifted. Kikuchi will get the start. Uh, Renato Lopez will take the ball for the White Sox in game one of the series. Again, Friday and off day. Saturday, the series against the White Sox continue. We'll talk more about this in the podcast coming up Friday. But Mike Leak will get the ball on uh, Saturday against Chicago. So then off to Kansas City, then back home. So we have a lot to talk about on Friday with the road trip coming up. So that's going to do it for this portion. Coming up right now, Shannon Dreyer with Omar Narvaez the former White Sox. Shannon Dreyer back with the Mariners Clubhouse Insider Report, catching up with Omar Narvaez, who we had a little bit of a chance to get to know in spring training, but going to learn a little bit more today. And, uh, Omar, the first thing I want to ask is, you walk into a new clubhouse in spring training, what do you know about these guys now that you didn't know a month and a half ago? I've always been noticed that this is a really fun team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a chance, you know, like being a the three, uh, past three years to play against them, so I know them a little bit. So it wasn't that hard to to me walk in and, and you know meet everybody. I think when we watch catchers throughout the spring, I don't think anybody works harder than you guys. You've got to take care of your offense. You've got to take care of your defense. You've got to learn every pitcher on the staff. How did you go about that? Uh, you, you, everything uh, takes a little time. Uh, like for me, I really like to get early every every day and. You know, spend some time with the pitchers, spend some time with my defense. And, you know, I, I always like to be early and, and have my program and follow up and, and try to spend a little time in each one of those things. So you learn who are the quiet guys and who are the guys that kind yeah. of stand out. And then you probably also got to learn how they tick on the mound. Who are the guys you got to give a little push and who are the guys you got to be a little nicer to? Yeah, uh, I've been learning that, you know, um, all my career and, and trying to be patient and, and, you know, trying to get to know them right before we, we, we start the game. Because uh, I, I, I know a lot of people is way different when, when they're not in the mound. So, you know, sometimes they're a little quiet, but once they, they step up on the mound, they're really loud. So I'm, I really get uh, try to get to know them. I sometimes get a little of that. I have to interview guys as they come off the field when you win. And some closers... I wouldn't recognize. They're like so much adrenaline, yeah. so much emotion, and yeah. a little bit scary. It's like, oh, can I talk to them? Yeah. Who's kind of opened your eyes before, either with the Mariners or the White Sox? You're like, whoa. <laughs> uh, Strickland. Oh, really? Yeah. Once I once I meet him, <laughs> I was like, this this guy is scary. And then when when I started talking to him, he was a really nice guy and really fun guy. So he, he really opened my eyes. He's pitched well too. Yeah, he does. Tell us about Kikuchi out on the hill today. What have you learned about him? He can really command his fastball. Uh, he can do basically whatever he wants with the slider and curveball. We're still trying to work on with change-ups. And uh, he is one of those guys got a lot of confidence in himself. So it's not that hard to call the game of him because he, he, he got a lot of idea what he's doing in the mound. So he's kind of fun and, and easier to catch. Catcher is such a fun position. You're, doing, you're so involved in everything. What got you into the position? You know, I got a four ankles, and they all, they all four catch. 
So uh, I was my dad called before, and then he ended up playing second base and shortstop. But he called before, so uh, I was playing infield right be- when I when I was 14, and then I wasn't fast enough to play infield back home. So we decided to catch, and you know, all my family called before, so I got a little ideas from everybody, and then I don't know, just stick with my mind, start catching, and and I like it because I'm I'm doing everything. I'm you know, I'm the one who see whole field and basically call the game. Who's been of the most influence in the White Sox organization? Who helped you out the most? Uh, Giovanni Soto okay. and Jim Shields. Okay. Both of them. Uh, Giovanni Soto in 17, he really take you know take me take me in as a as a son. So every everything he does, I did, and, and that's why I've been having so much successful and trying to recognize myself and what I have to do. And what did you learn from James? Called the game. He really he really knows how to you know how to call the game and and he really take me in uh, you know in big selection and, and how to put my fingers on secret situations. He basically yeah, called his own game until yeah. last year. He, I really gained his confidence. So whatever I put down, we asked ask each other why, and we ended up having the same uh, result and same uh, answer. So that's why I, I, he has to be one of my mentors. It's a good one right there. Yeah. Lastly, what, what do you do away from the field? What, what is a perfect day in the life of Omar Narvaez? Before, before I had my son was playing golf. Right now, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I could have a bad day, but once I, saw, I see my, my son laughing, he's really complete my day. He really changed it. And so right now, I really miss him. But uh, I think right now it's going to be just, you know, have fun with my son and, and watching go. Fantastic. Omar, thank you so much. You're welcome. And me and Ryan Roland-Smith talking about this start for the Amps. So I was thinking about the start to the season, and it's it's weird how similar every single game has been. I mean, you look at opponents' rotation as like an ERA over 11. They're just they're dominating opposing starters. Their starters in ERA have just a touch over three and a half. I mean, they've hit a lot of home runs. They've made a lot of errors. And they've won a lot of games. It's it's amazing how it's, each game has kind of played out in a, with a similar script. Yeah, and, and you know, look, I hate to compare anything to 2018, but they got off to a rocket start yeah. offensively as well, up and down the lineup, good at bats, and you know, some starting pitching that we, we've seen them take care of this year. I mean, you're talking Chris Sale again. No, uh, you know, he's not at his best. Look, it, it was the end of March coming in here, uh, evolving, um, but but a lot of these. These pitchers are just having a rough time up and in the lineup. The defense, I think, will will, will settle down. Um, you know, once they start figuring figuring all the little things out, but it's exciting because yeah. I, I like the fact there's no expectations coming out of spring training. The whole thing was, you know, so the curb your enthusiasm. We're taking a step back, and and what you see on the field is a bunch of guys saying, you know what? No, we're pretty good, and. You know, you can say whatever you want. I feel like a lot of these guys have individual things to prove, so that's good energy. Is are you a believer in a, a team belief? I I don't know how to describe it. That kind of a, a a team confidence where I don't know as a unit you can play better than individual parts. Yeah, I, I believe I'm a believer in because I've experienced both sides of it. Uh, walking into a clubhouse every day at two o'clock as a player and feeling comfortable and 
wanting to be around the guys in the clubhouse and I've been on the flip side of that where we've, I've been on a good team but you look around you're like don't get along with him <laughs> this guy is just a cancer and a lot of it I say this quite often to kids a lot of it happens during batting practice yeah. the conversations the, the rock piles you see out and you know all over the field and this happens a lot later too yeah. but you can see with this team and yeah look for, for what it's worth though, that 12-hour trip to japan being on the plane together traveling when you're in close quarters you always see that on the road with teams that's when they've got to that's when you better have some chemistry i'm a believer in that i'm not you know huge on the whole um oh he's a good teammate times 25 and he's backing this guy up or that guy i mean that that can be a little bit gray area but i am a big believer in walking in every day even if you give up a six spot walking in the next day at two o'clock you can put your head up and look look each other in the eye that has a huge impact you know it's interesting this schedule on paper i mean you start out with the a's in the playoffs last year the Red Sox, the defending world champions, the Angels who are expected to contend. That's a really tough start. Meanwhile, you head on the road, Kansas City, a team expected to trouble, White Sox, we'll see where they're at, but they have a chance, at least on paper, to try and continue what has been a great start. Yeah, and and yeah, you mentioned you know the AL West too. It's it's kind of it's really up in the air. I mean, we it talked really is. yeah, we talked about it with the starting pitching all over the place. It's uh, there's really not that lockdown one, two, three. You know, got, even the, look, even the Astros compared to 2018, their their starting rotation has been dismantled just a little bit. Obviously, you know Verlander at the top, Garrett Cole, but besides that, there, there's a lot of question marks. And I think this is going to come down to starting pitching. We say it every year. A lot of that's going to come down to what effect does that have on the on this bullpen that we've seen a little bit. You know, the ups and downs uh, of, the, of this bullpen. But it, yeah, it's wide open. Um, but they just. It's just an energy about this team right now. There's no expectations. That's their gold mine when you can walk in and not have those big expectations put on your shoulders. It's been a lot of fun to watch. The West is really interesting, as you point out. Take the Astros out of the conversation for a second. Verlander, Cole, obviously, they're kind of head above the rest of the division. But you can ask yourself this question. The rest of the teams, who was the best starting pitcher in the division outside of the Astros? Just start to roll through the opening day starters in your mind. I mean, Cahill was one, yeah. Mike Miner, Marco Gonzalez, Mike Fires. You know, used to, it was just a few years ago, we talked about all the aces, like yeah. MLB aces in the division. Landscape in terms of those top-tier starters has changed in the division. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned some names that, you know, look, Trevor Cahill had a good year last year. Sure. Bit of a resurgence with the Oakland A's, but... You know, sustainability with him, with injuries and everything else. And there's just so many question marks. Even guys who can put together a good couple months. Right. You know, there's just not that same sustainability. Like you said, a couple of years ago, there was just, it was flooded with, with the guys that could pitch. You know, even like Cole Hamels on the team, yeah. the Texas Rangers that weren't doing anything. So it's, it's going to be interesting. But again, the Oakland days are still going to be right there. You just have that feeling. They're still going to be right there. There's enough, um, you know, young, athletic players with enough experience especially what they went through last year the angels who knows the astros are going to be good but look it's still wide open because again when you talk about the, the pitching these these teams are put together man there's just so many question marks and I, I st i'm still a huge believer even though the game's changed everything you set that tone with that starting pitching sets up your bullpen it sets up what the offense has to do yeah. and it's it's, it's going to be interesting even, even on the mariner side too you got guys who right. put together some good months but they weren't able to do it over 30 starts yeah. that's the next step for, the, for this young rotation 
because looking at the offense, I mean, they're not going to score nine runs a ball game. This surge isn't going to continue at this level because it's impossible to sustain this kind of start. But when I look at the consistent plate appearances, to me, that's something that you look at and say, hey, that's something that continue and they can put themselves, they get on base more than the team last year, for example. They can score more runs consistently than the team, for example. That's something that I look at from the start and say, that's repeatable yeah. during the course of the year. Yeah, and you're getting better plate appearances from guys who struggled in that, in that you know, the, uh, pitches per plate appearance. Ryan Healy's right. already right up right. there. D Gordon's already starting to put together smarter at-bats, if you will, uh, in big situations and also not trying to do too much too early in that bat you know, just recognizing that, you know, starting pitching, starting pitchers on the ropes with none out, they're already 12, 12 to 15 pitches deep into the inning and they've got traffic, you know what, make that guy work a little bit. We saw that uh, early last year, but it wasn't up and down the lineup. Now you're starting to see some of those guys maybe, you know, check themselves a little bit and make that adjustment. So it, it's exciting. But again, the offense, like you said, they're not going to score nine runs a game. They're not going to keep putting it out of, the, out of the ballpark. But, man, if you can catch fire and some guys, Tim Beckham, who looks like this is the potential you're expecting to see when he was the first pick overall. You know, and, and you've got Edwin Encarnacion. He's not supposed to be here. You know, there's a situation they were trying to flip him for more prospects. Well, he's still here. Jay Bruce is on fire right now. Some of these pieces in here, they can do some serious damage. What's great about the offense, it's covered up some of the issues we've seen early on. The errors, for example, it's cost starters some pitches along the way for the most part, but it really hasn't cost them games as of yet. So I feel like the offense has given them time to figure out those situations. Yeah, you're right. And and it was, it was nice even to see Felix last night. Right. Not have to you know, hang by a thread yeah. in the fourth, fifth inning because he's getting run support. And, I mean, yeah, it's been since, what, June 30th uh, of last year before I got that win. But right plenty of run support he looked loose his chest was sticking out it's a lot easier to pitch when you get those runs early and get comfortable and especially in april when you're trying to get a rhythm i mean marco for example coming into tonight i mean they've scored 21 runs (laughs) while he's on the mound as a pitcher i mean psychologically how much difference does that make hey you guys put a four spot on the board early you got a four or five run lead to work with how much difference how much do you change what you do when you're on the mound well, first of all, psychologically, when when you're dealing, when you feel locked in, it doesn't make that big of a difference. But when you're grinding to get out, or if you are struggling, man, I can't tell you how nice it is when all of a sudden two runs on, wham, three run bomb in the third inning. You can just you can exhale and say, all right, now I can start. You know that the opposition has got their back against the wall. They're looking at this, looking up at you know, if it's a getaway day, like all right, I've got two more hours. We're gonna just you know put this in the bank. We're down by five. Um, there's a psychological shift that happens with them and you feed off that as a pitcher you really do you start getting quicker outs you uh, you can start you know being more aggressive inside the strike zone because you know they're going to make more mistakes it is so nice to have on the flip side when you don't have run support and you are grinding man that can that can snowball quick and all of a sudden you try and be perfect you know you're hitting that fourth or fifth inning and you're trying to be perfect because you know you're you're not going to get that extra run because the guy on the other end is doing big things that can that can be the, the opposite effect too how do you deal with Mike Trout? Oh, really asking me? <laughs> I haven't had to think about that. You know, it's funny. I, the only time I've ever faced him was in spring training in a B game. Okay. And uh, and he was working on bunting. I mean, that's... <laughs> Are you serious? And that, that's when he was like, everyone had heard about him. And I remember that officer, I, I watched him play. He could flat out fly. He can still run. But yeah. back then, man, he could run and he had pop. 
and everyone was talking about him in the baseball community. I remember going to this, I was in Los Angeles, I went to some charity fundraiser and there was this huge big uh, framed picture of Mike Trout signed of him, you know, doing his thing. No one knew who he was. And this is in LA because it was literally like his rookie season. Yeah. And he was a bit, I was like, I'm picking up on this. I got, I got it for cheap. I still got it at home. Did you really? Oh my God. <laughs> so ever since then, I've always, because I remember I wanted to face him because I knew how good he was, but all he was doing was laying bunts down. It was so obvious. He was bunting with two strikes. It's like, oh man, I want to see, you know, I want to see how this, how this dude hits. But it, I mean, I can't answer that. I truly cannot answer that. I think that you, you can't stick with patterns with him. And you have to make him make mistakes if because he does tend to get a little bit more aggressive with runners on base. That's when he's going to do the damage with the runner in, on scoring position. That's when you have to start expanding that strike zone, especially if you have the base because you, you don't want to make a mistake to, to him early in the count. You should change the story a little bit to say he wouldn't take a swing up. Yeah. That's what <laughs> you should go. say. Yeah, yeah. He, he was intimidated. Uh, had my chest sticking out. He's like, who's this dude? I'm just going to try and lay a punt down. No, that was not the case, let me tell you. Thanks, Ryan. This was fun. Of course. Anytime.